What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 144 of Smack Talk, coming to you from SmarkOutMoment.com. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and with me on the mic this evening, we have some guys that you should recognize. Mr. Mike Payton. That's me. Drew White. I didn't know I was recognizable enough. Darn. <laughs> Sean Walker. The only other guy who did the live show last week. <laughs> And Miguel Leon. See that, guys? I get the and. I'm you get the end. You get the special end credit. Yeah. And it's Miguel like Leon, played by no Twitter account in the uh, description below. Well, well, that might actually change soon, but we'll, we'll talk oh about Oh, my God. Teasers. Plug. Oh, it took 140 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Look below. It still says Miguel Leon. <laughs> Tonight on the show, we have a main event of SummerSlam predictions that we're going to be rolling through after we get done with the rest hold. And before we do that, of course, we're going to knock out the hot tags of the week. We're going to also talk about some fantasy league updates at the end of the show. And this is part one. And you guys know the score. It's time for the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. And Ask him. last week was a weird show. We had our live edition of Smack Talk. And as such, we tried to do a special two-part ask him where you guys could call into the show nobody called into the show and answered them actually nobody if i'm remembering correctly answered on the youtube page either last week so what the question was actually was uh who almost got fired last year for bad disorderly conduct backstage and the answer was aj lee so easy one but nobody tried to guess it so boo but that'll take us into this week's question, and I believe that one is from Mr. Miguel Leon, so hit us with it. Let's see if we can get this right. Well, when all else fails, we can always resort to wins and loss records for pay-per-views for questions, so that's what we're going to be talking about. And the question for you guys is, who has the most wins at SummerSlam? Triple H. And what's the number? Randy Orton, four. Nope. John Cena, five. No. All right. So Sean's uh, done. Um, guest. Uh, Tony's guest. Drew, you got a guess? Uh, I'm gonna go with Triple H with uh, seven. No. Peyton, you're you're the last one to guess. Uh. You know, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Brock Lesnar. No. The answer is the Undertaker with nine wins. Damn. That was second my second guess. guess. Simon, yeah, my second guess was Simon Dean as well. <laughs> I would have guessed Undertaker <laughs> at seven. So yeah, I would have gotten wrong still. Taker also holds the record for most matches at SummerSlam at 15, um, and the longest and the longest consecutive um, match streak at Wrestle at um, at SummerSlam with 14 between 1992 and 2005. Damn, a second streak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more streaks as well. All right. Here, now here's the question for everybody out there, and the answer might actually surprise you. Who has the biggest loss record? At SummerSlam. And what's oh, the number? Oh, I know number? this one. I know this one. I'll tell you it off air, but I know this one. All right. Throw your answers out there in the comment section of the uh, of the video. And I guess we'll throw it over to Mango to uh, throw it over to the next section. All right, guys. Like Miguel said, leave those comments below. Take your guess. If you want to do this on Twitter, then send a tweet at SmarkOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim. And on the next episode, we'll tell you who got it right and who got it wrong. And with that, we're going to move on to the next segment, Hot Tags, coming up in part two. Welcome back, everybody. We're on part two of episode 144, and that means it's time for the Hot Tags. Hot Tags! 
Out. Hot tags. Fucking bricks. Oh, that was kind of hot. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Psst. In the background. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll do that one day. I'll just start adding a bunch of weird sound effects. I used to have that little crumbling fire crack at the beginning of this, but that became too much of a pain in the ass to work with. And people don't really like hearing that at the beginning of it either. Add a Pac-Man noise. Yeah. <laughs> so, a couple of stuff to talk about for this week. Um, let's go through a pretty simple one here. Um, Kevin Steen signs his WWE deal. He actually signed it a couple weeks back, but they officially announced it and um, had his picture of him shaking Triple H's hand and Triple H having this really shit-eating grin on his face. Um... I don't know too much about Kevin Steen. He doesn't look like he would be somebody that I would have expected to get a WWE deal, but I'm hearing good things about him, so cool. Same kind of thing as Prince Fergal DeVitt, if people like him, and if WWE sees him as something good for the future, then I'm all for it. You can never have too many good people in WWE. Miguel, what do you think about Kevin Steen? I, I know he's talented. I've, I've seen promos that he's done. He's, he's great on the mic. My only problem, though, is nothing about him looks like the 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 typical WWE wrestler. And and while that is great in in mo- in some cases, he just looks too much to me like an indie wrestler. You know, he he the the stuff he wears, his body build, it's just I I wonder if that's going to hold him back. You know, it's one of those things to where they're either going to have to really He's either going to have to really trim up and, and, and find something that, that he can uh, – find an attire that fits him, or they're going to have to really craft a gimmick around him that fits that. But I don't know. He, he's got the talent. He may be able to rise to the top, but it, it's going to take some doing. And I wonder if, if – I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what they see in him because I – you know, there are so many other talented guys out there that will probably fit in with WWE more. But, you know, good good for Kevin Steen. You know, he, he made it to the big time. Drew, what do you think about Kevin Steen? Kevin the Steen. I don't know. I don't care. He's not going to make it. He's fat. And that's about it, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Sean, your thoughts on Kevin Steen? Never heard of him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Peyton? Uh, well, going off of what Miguel was saying, he definitely does have just a Joe Schmo look to him. In fact, my favorite thing about this whole situation was right after he had his last match at Ring of Honor, Matt Hardy tweeted out a picture with of him with just some random fat fan with a neck beard. And he was like, we're going to miss you, Kevin Steen. <laughs> <laughs> really great. But um, I, I haven't watched too much of his. I'm not the biggest Ring of Honor fan in the world, but everything I've seen has been impressive. He's got a Big, big following. So tremendous pickup. And for years, WWE was accused of and was absolutely guilty of a big thing that was a major factor in the death of WCW. And that was not creating stars for the future. I mean, that whole period from like 2006 to 2011, maybe I would say, they were not creating any stars for the future. Finally, they're getting out of that habit, especially with this NXT program they had. They have a whole crop of people that is going to carry the future on that NXT show now, but a lot of them are starting to be called up or have already been called up or will be soon. And I've been kind of worried about what's going to happen to that show because I really enjoy watching NXT. Well, now I know they're, they're having guys like Kenta and Fergie and Kevin Steen are going to be taking the place in that show. And eventually they'll make their way to the main roster as well. The future is very bright for WWE. I got to say. 
Well, that's what happens when you drop John Laurinaitis as your talent relations guy and bring in Triple H. Mm -hmm. Still, mm -hmm. imagine if they brought JR back. Oh, JR, you know, JR is the reason why we have guys like Lesnar, Cena, Batista, that, that great... Jack Swagger. Yeah, that great early, that great late 90s, uh, early 2000s Russia talent. Yeah, but could he still do it again now? That's a thing. I think yeah. it's a big thing we're going forward. I don't care as long as he's on the fucking commentary. Yeah. If I don't give jo a shit. Yeah, John Laurinaitis is the reason why we had guys like Jackson Andrews and uh, Ricky Ortiz. And Dolph Ziggler. The Zigglemeister. No, that was that was I think a, a JR pickup. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, you know, you always forget the Spirit Squad. I think it's something he wants to forget about. And the uh, the caddy for Chavo. The caddy for Chavo. Yeah. Okay, we all we all got to start somewhere. <laughs> you know that Dolph Ziggler was a JR pickup because he has a collegiate background. Right. JR yeah. loved his collegiate background, guys. A lot of them do good in the. He loved being able to say that the person's like an all-around athlete. You know, mm -hmm. how many times did he just go nuts over Shelton Benjamin, mm -hmm. the I think best that, I pure think that, athlete in WWE? I think that's a mid-south thing. I think back in the, the ter uh, in that territory, that's what they basically looked for were college athletes. Don't blame them. Insert joke about mid-south. Mid-south. <laughs> Okay, let's see here. Uh, WWE Network has launched worldwide, except for the UK. Sean, uh, I know that you're pissed about this. What do you think? Meh. I, I, I vented. You know, I, I can't I can't lose my temper at the moment because it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. But yeah, I'm extremely pissed off about it because I wanted to watch SummerSlam at a reasonable time. Because, spoiler alert, SummerSlam is going to suck absolute balls. <laughs> what time does what? it what, what time does it play over there? Like 3 a.m.? 1 a.m. and it finishes mm. at 4. You could always pay 50 bucks instead of 10 bucks for it. What's the what's the transfer rate? What is that, like 10, 10 Scottish dollars or Welsh dollars? Welsh dollars? But, but the sterling. The euro? Pound sterling. We don't, we don't accept euros. Miguel, Miguel, listen, it's do. okay. It's okay, he's Welsh. He doesn't understand. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm Welsh. Welsh. I don't... I... You're Welsh too? Damn. Yeah, I did. I'm, I I was like, who are you talking about, me or him? Because I'm I'm Welsh. I didn't know that. <laughs> Welshican. Yeah. <laughs> so, if it comes to UK over the next few weeks or the next few months or whatever like that, you are gonna pick it up, Sean. My brother will pick it up, and I will steal his account information. <laughs> Fair enough. Drew, uh, what yeah, do you think I about the? Get why it's in Singapore? Why is it in Singapore? Who the fuck's gonna buy in Singapore? Singaporeans? He is in Singapore? Who the fuck watches it? <laughs> hey, maybe they got a huge market there. Drew, what do you think about the network's launch? You know, um, you know, well, people have been complaining about how the WWE network isn't in other countries. I mean, I, I know about it because JBL mentions it every Raw about how it is coming to the UK on October 7th. Because you remember, he has a place in Barbados. Or Bermuda. Bermuda, my bad. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to see what I have to buy, how many people buy the network elsewhere now. Because they, they want to hit a million by the end of the year. I believe that was their goal, and I think they can now. And, uh, hey, Sean, guess what? Fuck you. Hey, Drew Black. Did you know? Well, well, Ed, well, listen, I just want you to know. You will get the WWE Network on October 17th. That's For only $9.99 a month. <laughs> What? $9.99? Wait, $999? What? 62 pence, I think. Pence. Did you say 62 pants? 
Jesus. Depends, dude. Peyton, what do you think about the network launching in other countries? I mean, obviously, this is not a negative in any way, but um, any kind of a back uh, backlash that could happen out of this? No, unless there is a really exaggerated cost. But it seems like WWE is being very, very good with their money right now. And I don't think that they would take this venture if they didn't think it was going to pay off in some way. People are giving WWE a lot of flack right now. For, for what they're doing. I mean, they're just being a smart business company. And it sucks that a lot of these people have to go. Um, I don't even think we mentioned last week, Mark Eaton was a guy who was let go, who was a, a standard ringside employee that's been with them for almost 20 years. Uh, it's crazy to think that a guy like even like him is going to be cut during these budget cuts. But yeah, I got pyro. I don't know what's going on. Some neighbors are going nuts with fireworks right now. It's freaking 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. <laughs> what are they celebrating? <laughs> It's just Wade Barrett in the background. He's just going, boom. He's got nothing better to do. He's, he's letting me know that he's coming back soon. Yeah. It's, it's because they know we're recording Smart Out Moment. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Payton. That's, I think it's the people in the other countries celebrating that they got the WWE Network now. Yeah. <laughs> the fireworks in the sky say, screw Sean Walker. Listen, I think the network is a fantastic value i and i've shilled for them enough times i think people are, are used to hearing it but if you're on the fence about getting it and now this can go out to our international listeners as well it, it's worth it for the pay-per-views alone and if you watch it any other point during the month that's just a bonus i don't watch it every day i don't watch it anywhere near as much as i watch my netflix and i pay about the same thing but you know what for the time i am watching it, i feel like i'm getting much more value out of it it's nice having easy access to Anything I pretty much want to watch as far as pay-per-views or whatever else in full HD. I mean, yeah, you could fuck around with YouTube, but you're going to take a while to find the right thing you want. You're not finding someone with a podcast or just a plain still image sitting there. And it was just kind of some kind of trick to try to get you to click on some other link. Or, it's, or, um, when, it's, or when it's um it's uh, footage from one of the WWE games. Oh, God, that's so stupid. I hate that so much. So you don't have to put up with that crap anymore. It's it's well worth the value. And it's not perfect. They have a lot more stuff they need to get on there. And they are. They're gradually adding to the library. I, I think this is a great product that they have out there. And I really hope this is a success. Um, and especially so on the international market. Because we don't deserve... I mean, other countries deserve to see what WWE has to offer. It shouldn't just be for us. You know, wrestling should be a worldwide thing. And most of the international brands I see are not very good. You know, top companies are still wrestling in gyms and stuff like that. So let's let them get easy exposure to WWE. Thumbs up all around. Speaking of the pay-per-views, which, which pay-per-view is on October? Hell in a Cell? Hell in a Cell. Yep. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. I'll, I'll probably pick it up just so I don't have to stay up an old day and watch that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably try to sweeten the pot by putting, like, Sheamus in the main event. It's like, hey, you UK listeners, we're putting Sheamus in the main event. Isn't that going to get you to watch the WWE Network? Huh? Huh? Fella. Huh? Fella. What they'll do is they'll buy out TNA because that uh, contract with Spike ends in October. And they'll buy the global championship. <laughs> and then that'll be the whole thing that's in the Hell in a Cell. The global No, title. no, 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 no. You, you just bring back the European championship, Tony. Wouldn't you enjoy that? Uh, fuck the European title. <laughs> you know, because you know, NXT is on the, on the network as well, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Yes, it is. Do, do I have to wa- do I have to watch that there and then, or, or can I watch? No, you can watch it on demand. You can watch it on demand. You can watch it live. I think it's live Thursdays at eight o'clock. I believe yeah. it is. But after after it airs, you can watch it on demand at any time. And it's usually better than Raw as well, and two hours less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two positive hour of wrestling. It's well worth it. I'll be able to sleep. <laughs> 
Miguel, anything else you want to throw out there about this uh, network launch? Well, first off, I'd, I'd like to point out that the network is available for only nine ninety nine a month. $99? Damn. Yeah, what a, what a steal. I just wanted to throw Rude, that out that there. That joke wasn't funny the first time you said it. <laughs> yeah, third <laughs> well, time's I gotta, charm, it, though. Yeah, well, it's like WWE. If the third time doesn't work, 13 times will be will definitely work. Um, Claire Lynch! What? To, to be fair, nine ninety nine is over as fuck right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... I, I can under, I can kind of understand in a way why they might be delaying the UK release. Uh, we I mentioned this um, before the uh, during the uh, the break. Um, I have a feeling they're probably trying to still work out some type of deal like they did with Canada, where they can probably get the network on some type of a uh, UK cable feed. It wouldn't surprise me in that regard. Um, I'm I'm gonna say it right now. I have a feeling that. Where they're at right now with the whole 700,000 subscribers thing, it, with the network launching, it would not shock me if they, if barely, if they hit a million uh, buys by the end of the year. I think by the end of the year, they're going to hit that million mark that they've been wanting to. Maybe just barely, but I think with this um, with this expansion globally, they're definitely going to hit that. Yeah, I think if they don't, they're fucked. Yeah, if they can't hit a million going global, then yeah, I, I think they really need to um, start upping the ante. I'm still waiting for them to, to really close that gap in terms of uh, bringing the uh, main shows over to the network. Because like I said, isn't it still a month in advance or two months where that they, they post up recent episodes of uh, Raw and SmackDown? Something like that, I'm not too sure. Yeah, if they're going really, to really sell this network, they really got to close that gap even more. Hmm. We also have one other hot tag here, and this will tie into what we've been talking about for the past week or so, and a little bit more information. Conan had uh, gone on Twitter many times in the past and complained about different people and you know aired grievances about different stuff. He did it again, and this time he said that apparently Layla is a pain in the ass to work with. He didn't really say why. He didn't say who thinks she's a pain in the ass. Just said that a lot of people complain about her. And, of course, you can take that with a grain of salt. Maybe he doesn't like her, and he's just saying that. Maybe some other people don't like her, and they're passing that information on to him. Maybe it's true. I don't know. I would kind of assume that maybe it isn't necessarily true, because she's stuck around for a long time. And if she was a real pain in the ass, she would have gotten fired. Or they would have just let her go. Or, you know, I mean, um, all the people that have come and gone since she has been in WWE and she's still sticking around. I don't buy it. But he also says that there's rampant racism in WWE and it ties into not only Alberto Del Rio's situation, but also Rey Mysterio's and Mysterio is thinking about leaving and he could end up going to AAA. He could end up possibly going to TNA. Um, there's a weird situation going on now with this kind of stuff. Mysterio has been deadlocked in this contract dispute where, of course, he wants more money or to leave, and WWE wants to get more money out of him. But there's this weird clause in the contract where if he's been injured for too long of a time, they can extend it. I'm not the type of person to ask for that kind of legal jargon shit. I don't read terms of service uh, kind of things and stuff, and I probably wouldn't understand it even if I tried. But... um. As far as, like, the racism in WWE goes, we've heard accusations of this for the longest time for various different races. I mean, we've heard that all of the Asian 
wrestlers that come in there are always saddled with you know the the super racist gimmicks. We've heard you know that the the black wrestlers can't get a world title. We've heard the story with Del Rio and why he slapped that member backstage, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, um, a lot of people have gone to bat saying that that's not true, and a lot of people have said that it is true. So I don't know what to think, but. In this situation, I gotta say, Conan's probably wrong about Layla. Del Rio is probably half in the right, half in the wrong. And Mysterio, if he wants to fucking leave, let him fucking leave. I'm tired of him. I don't think that he's worth the money. Peyton, what do you think about all this kind of stuff? We talked about it a little bit last week, but has any of a uh, bit of your opinion changed or what? No, not at all. Del Rio should have thicker skin and... Yeah, there's a, a status that he could have defended himself there. I mean, if this was just two guys in a bar and the guy attacked the guy, I don't think anyone would have thought anything less of him for it. They, they would have thought he was completely justified. But Del Rio is in a special situation. He cannot lose his cool like that with uh, with people that's not, like, you know, on his performance. You know, wrestlers cannot get in fight with people on the streets anymore. They get in big trouble for that. And they especially cannot get in fights with people in the company. If he had a problem with the guy, he should have taken some type of action with uh with the higher-ups gone to them told this guy and he probably would have gotten fired then del rio would still be there with a job and who knows maybe he'd actually still have something going on in his future uh, you know i i can't deny that there probably is some racism in the backstage areas of wrestling in fact i'm very confident that there is i mean this is a very very seedy world i mean if you go and do your research about the the backstage passing around of drugs the sexual harassment scandals not just on women but on the men as well absolutely disgusting it almost makes me not want to be a fan once i learn about all that kind of stuff but i'm sure it goes on in in the case of layla i don't know what the hell conan's getting all butthurt about layla has always come across as a total sweetheart i've always heard nothing but great things about her and it's hard to believe but like layla and the bellas are essentially the veteran divas on that roster it's crazy isn't it (laughs) i mean i guess to a lesser extent natalia too but she's been around there a long long time she's still featured semi-regularly so i i have no doubts that she's just fine backstage and pretty well liked both by management and the people that are there he's just getting butthurt everything else i mean we could spend hours talking about the the level of race uh the treatment of people like booker t for wrestlemania 18 uh but then you know you got the other side of the coin like lashley's it's it's a touchy subject i know a lot of people have very passionate opinions about it so i mean we once again maybe it's something we can do another day but i i think it's it's overblown in a lot more cases than it needs to be and this is one of those what do you think about mysterio fuck him he should should be happy to get whatever contract he could still get for what he can put out there i mean the guy comes back like fucking every eight months or so has two matches and then he's freaking hurt again and out and those matches usually suck and there's no point to him whatsoever when was the last time he was able to wrestle without a freaking t-shirt on <laughs> fuck i, I won't miss it sean what do you think about the whole three people that's being talked about here layla del rio and mysterio call pm paste payton's on sub with a welsh accent <laughs> Anything else? But yeah, fuck Del Rio, fuck Mysterio, and I'd fuck Layla. <laughs> Miguel? Uh, in terms of the ADR situation, since I wasn't on last week and really couldn't talk about it, uh, it's 
it's a no-win situation for either guy. On the one hand, this you know the little social media punk that decided to uh, say something about uh, ADR probably deserved to get slapped. On the other hand, you know Del Rio really could have picked a better way to deal with this, at least at first. I mean, if if it was a situation where he went to to management and management did nothing, and then the guy kept pushing, then yeah, I'd say slap him, slap the taste out of his mouth. But he really should have at least tried to go the legit route before taking it into his own hands. Like, like I said, it's, it's a no-win situation um, uh, with either person. Uh, I can't root for what ADR did, but I can't really root against him in that regard. So I'll just leave it at that. In terms of Mysterio, at this point, just hang it up, man. I mean, if you feel like you can do go out there and, and still do it, more power to you, but... I mean, the guy's got knees like the Tin Man at this point. I mean, he really – there's not much he can really do at the uh, – you know, with what he's got. And even his match quality when he was still actually having matches was just okay. I mean, I, I know he was great in the 90s in his in his heyday, but I've just never really been a big fan of, his, of later years or Rey Mysterio. I think his matches are just passable at best. And, uh, you know, if, if he can get money in AAA, if they're willing to pay up for him, fine, whatever. Um, you know, I know a certain other company that would probably love to get their hands on him, but we won't go into that because probably they won't be around by the time that happens. Uh, <laughs> and in terms of Layla, it's it's obvious the reason why Conan has trouble with her. It's, it's the chubby legs. Drew, your thoughts? Round us out here. I love them chubby legs. Layla's a sweetheart. And yeah, there's that one. Uh, all I'm saying is, uh, if it was uh, John Cena instead of W.O. in that situation, all I'm saying is, dope. John Cena would still have a job. Just saying. What do you think about What do you think about the Rey Mysterio thing? No, Rey Mysterio hasn't wrestled in uh, God knows how long. Can't remember the last time he did wrestle. Actually, no, he, he was at WrestleMania. Never mind. But, yeah, you know, Rey Mysterio, he's wrestled with a shirt on, even though he looks like he's in shape. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, fuck you, Mysterio. I would kill to have the body you have. Take the damn shirt off. And that's about it on Mysterio. Alrighty, guys. Hot tag's over with. We're going to take a little bit of a break here, and we will come back and start talking about SummerSlam 2014. After last week's noticeable absence, the rest hold is back to its rightful spot in part 3, and if you're unfamiliar with what this part of the program is, well, basically we take a commercial break to promote some different things going on in the world of Smart Out Moment and its affiliated projects, including Outside Interference, the first thing that we normally take care of, where I tell you guys what I've written for websites outside of Smart Out Moment, and on the Bleacher Report card this week, I had written one article about SummerSlam 2014, full predictions for each champion at the event. We're going to be breaking down some of those later on in the evening when we discuss them in our own predictions here on Smack Talk. But if you want to see what I thought earlier this week, go read that article. You can find a link to that on the YouTube description below if you're watching this on YouTube. And if not, there are a couple other ways that you can find it, namely Facebook and Twitter for Smart Out Moment and Tony Mango. You can go to the homepage of SmartOutMoment.com under the Outside Interference section. And you can also go to my Bleacher Report profile and you will find the link there, as well as links to everything else that I've written in the past. Later on this week, at the end of the pay-per-view, I'm going to be doing my standard two articles about the review and the results breakdown, so check those out when that time comes. 
Next up is Smark My Words, where I showcase one of the comments that you guys left on the YouTube channel for the last episode, and this week that honor goes to The Rosa Show for his comment, See, I believe that we make our own destinies, but only to a certain degree. I feel that the choices of others and the events of life get in the way of our own destinies. Therefore, we control our own fate, but only to a certain point. This was in reference to one of the mailbag questions that we had, and essentially boils down to one of my favorite movies of all time, if not my absolute favorite movie, Terminator 2, and the line, There is no fate but what we make for ourselves. Thank you, Rosa Cho, for leaving that comment. Thank you to everybody else for leaving your comments last week and the week beforehand. And make sure that you guys do that again. Tell your friends to do the same and tell us to smark your words. The next edition of the Monthly Mailbag is going to be coming up on episode 148, most likely. So if you have any questions that you would like to submit to us to get to know us better, whether it's something wrestling-related or something like that one that we just discussed about whether or not we have a destiny, just fill up the inbox by going to the contact form of the website, shoot us an email, and we will answer anything that you send our way. If you are going to a wrestling event of some sort and you want to show your support for Smarkout Moment and Smack Talk, then be sure to take advantage of the Sign Me Up initiative. Just bring a sign that says SmarkoutMoment.com to that event, send a picture or a video of it to me, and I will feature it not only on the website, but also on the next episode of Smack Talk. Another website of mine that you can check out is fanboysanonymous.com, your source for everything geeky, including movies and video games and comic books. So if you want to know what we think about those nerdy topics, go and check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fanboysanon, A-N-O-N. Follow the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc. accounts. And of course, check out the website itself. And the last thing that we take care of each and every week here, if you would like to join the Smarkout Moment team in some kind of a way as a writer or an editor or something else maybe, send in your application using the contact form on the website and I will get back to you with more information as soon as I can. That is it for the rest hole. Break time is over with and we are going to start breaking down everything that's going to happen at SummerSlam in the next part. So stay tuned everybody. Click on that next video. We'll see you there. Welcome back, everybody. We are on part four of episode 144, and we are going to start talking about these SummerSlam predictions. There is not a pre-show that has been announced yet, and we usually do the pre-show first, so instead of just flat out saying what the pre-show is, we're going to speculate and see what they might end up throwing on the card. My idea of this is something that they rumored a little bit before, and what we saw part of on main event. I think we're going to see the WWE tag team title defended, and the Usos are going to end up facing Rybaxel, Harper and Rowan, and Sheamus and RVD. Sheamus does not have anybody set up for a United States title match. RVD might be taking time off, and he's got nothing else better to do. And then the tag titles are kind of just sitting there and doing nothing right now, so this seems like a kind of pre-show match they could throw together and not have to really put any effort into it. And it could be a good match, too. It's kind of a shame if they do this and they don't have Big E and Kofi and Xavier Woods, but they seem like they've dropped that for some God knows fucking reason. And uh, I'm expecting that to happen. If not that, 
then I really don't know what it would be. Maybe an Adam Rose thing or something. So let's go around here and see what you guys think or hope they'll end up doing for the pre-show. Payton? Mm. If they were going to take one of the existing matches, I would expect it to be the Intercontinental title match between Miz and Dolph Ziggler. And I feel like that's more than likely we're going to get. If I could fantasy book it, what I would like to see them do is similar to what you had, only what I would do is on the pre-show, I would have some type of three, maybe four team matchup to determine the number one contenders. So then in there you could have like Rye Baxel, uh, Sheamus and RVD, Big Show and Mark Henry, who's another team they're doing some stuff with, and Harper and Rowan. And then whoever wins that one can go on later in the night to face the Usos. And I would probably just have some throwaway team go in there to get the Usos have a victory. I mean, they've already faced Harper and Rowan so many times, so I wouldn't have them be involved in the decision of that matchup. Maybe have, like, I don't know, Big Show and Mark Henry pin fucking Rob Van Dam. Why not? Then they go on to face the Usos, and the Usos find a way to triumph over these big enemies. Miguel, what do you think is going to happen here? I'm going to have to echo some of what Payton said. I mean, in terms of what's on the card, I have a feeling that the IC title the title match might be put on there just because it seems like something they would do, especially considering Dolph Ziggler's on that matchup. Um, new, in terms of a new matchup that they might put on, it... I can understand why people would think that they would put the tag belts on there. I think, though, they're still saving that. I, I have a feeling we're going to start seeing the Ascension pop up somewhere sooner or later. Um, honestly, I could see this being a gimmick thing, and considering they've been doing a lot with Sandow and uh, Rose, I could just see them just throwing those guys on there and just having some type of, you know, wacky gimmick opener. You know, I think the real question would be what type of gimmick would um, uh, Damian Sandow be dressed as. And, oh, they would uh, open. <laughs> uh, I was actually going to go maybe an Oscar almost where he just wears all gold but that'd oh, be gimmick pfft. infringement <laughs> maybe Stardust and Goldust versus Damien Sandow and Oscar or something <laughs> and Oscar like the actual tr- trophy that's his tag <laughs> partner no 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 It's it, if they're going with gold they can do um, a handicap matchup at Stardust versus uh, Damien Sandow and those conquistadors <laughs> Sean, what do you think's happening on the pre-show? Uh, what's happening on the pre-show is going to be Rybaxel versus Cody Rhodes and Goldust for the umpteenth time. But I can tell you now what I will be doing during the pre-show. I do every pre-show and I'll watch a Lily Carter video on X videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fit bird. <laughs> Lily Carter, not bad, not bad. Uh, and not my preferred, she's a, but she's I... She's in my top five. Top five? Yeah. I wouldn't put her in top five. We're going to do a top rope list in this now? <laughs> yeah, top <laughs> five, five. Can, can I Can I have the new that? my fave five. <laughs> All right, Haley Wilde, number one. Uh, <laughs> August Dames, number two. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's saying I'm kidding, but he keeps going down. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. These are true. Um, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't watch porn. He has a girlfriend. Uh, so Drew, round us out here. What do you think is going to happen at the pre-show? Well, I don't know how I'm going to top Sean's answer, but, um, I think Miguel mentioned, uh, Rose and Sandow, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I don't think they would do that now because they really haven't done anything with those two in a few weeks, so I don't think it'd make much sense, so. Yeah, so yeah, fuck you, Miguel. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm just saying that I, I wouldn't expect it. If they threw it on there, I wouldn't be surprised, but I just don't think they will. Uh, you know, the Miz and Dolph Ziggler, it'd be unfortunate because out of all the matches on this card, I think that and the Swagger Rusev match are probably the two matches I'm looking forward to the most, which is kind of sad if you really look at it, but those two have my interest in the most. I don't know. So what about this new Miz character actually makes me interested in what the title. Uh, if they do that, then yeah. I wish I, it's unfortunate that they're not that they have yet to announce a tag match, mainly because a tag team or the Usos have been just. Will you guys quit messaging? I don't care about porn stars. Right now. <laughs> we threw them off. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Anyways, uh, I wasn't even looking at it until now. I I was like hearing Skype call the Skype and I was like, "Fuck, what the? What are they talking about? Like Jesus? Ah, oh, damn it!" But um. Yeah, I would I would like to see a tag match. Stop it. I would like to see a tag match maybe with, I don't know, the Usos in it. I, I wish they would do something. They would do something with the Rhodes Bros. Maybe give them the title, but it'd be really fucking random of them if they were to do something with it now. So if I had my choice, I'd like them to have like maybe like four tag teams in it and just do kind of, maybe something similar to what they did for the WrestleMania pre-show match with those, like have like an elimination-style tag team match. I think that would be interesting, and maybe they could go something along those lines. Have those two, uh, the Rhodes Bros, maybe um, Red Baxel. And, you know, if they want to, maybe that would be the best time to maybe, I don't know, debut the Ascension. I don't know if they would, but that'd be interesting if they would. I would definitely want to see something like that. I love elimination, big tag match things that they can throw out there. They're almost always the most entertaining thing on the entire card, so... Yes. No, 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 before before I finish, you guys are forgetting one important one. You can't forget out, leave out Lisa Ann. I'm just saying. Oh, I was just about to list that one, actually. Yeah, gotta got put Lisa Ann in there if we're gonna talk about... She's the MILF of all MILFs, okay? Uh, well, Agreed. I mean, if we're gonna have this conversation, we can't forget Sasha Gray. Sasha yeah. Gray is... Uh, just... Too skinny for my taste. <laughs> what? Dude, a girl that's too skinny, that's a blessing. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like my women to actually be shaped like women. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got like that Eva Angelina. Hey, Eva Angelina's not bad at all. Mm-mm. She's like <laughs> short or something, right? She's like extremely short. All of this started from Sean mentioning Lily Carter. <laughs> Lily Carter. Lily Carter. It's Mr. Carter's wife. Lily Carter. <laughs> Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, in the next segment, we're gonna start talking about uh, I don't know Jennifer Dark or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we should just do that. We're, you know what? Future reference. We will do this for the other podcast that I haven't announced yet. Oh god. Oh wait. What? Do we have to talk with that podcast? I don't know. They, they call that a teaser. Yeah. Ah, teasers, teasers. Exactly what uh, Sean will be doing before the pre-show. So <laughs> if uh, you guys have not been scared off from this and you want to continue listening what we have to say about actually the SummerSlam pay-per-view, we're continuing on in the next part, and we're going to talk about Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. So if you're still around and uh, you're not watching something else right now <laughs> Dude, it's... We, just, we just spent the last 15 minutes talking about our favorite porn stars <laughs> and then we're gonna go from uh talking about asa asa akira to somebody who really likes her dolph ziggler and uh the miz are gonna be fighting for the intercontinental championship Smooth. at SummerSlam. yeah nice little transition there 
so this is actually going to be one of the best matches of the night, I think. And it's one of the two main matches that I'm excited to see. Or, you know what, maybe the three main matches. Um, including the Rollins match and the Swagger match. So, I think this is going to be... I hate to use this kind of a term because it sounds so stupid coming out of my fucking mouth, but a barn burner of a fucking match. Uh, I think that they... be a real slobber knocker. Yeah. These two are going to end up trying to really wow the people backstage. They're going to work their asses off. And it's going to work. Unless they give them, like, four minutes to wrestle a fucking match. I think The Miz is going to retain, and I'll be fine with that. I would be fine with uh, Ziggler winning, too. But I think that the better thing for them to do right now is to keep this title on The Miz... Have him win the U.S. title at Night of Champions, merge the titles together, and really put a whole lot of steam behind the Miz. Maybe even steam. the, the steamboat. I don't know. But um, I'm going with this being the match of the night. And I'm not too impressed with the SummerSlam card so far right now. So there's part of me that thinks that this is going to be stuck in either the very beginning where the show will go downhill after this. Or this will be that one match that picks things up in the middle, and then everything goes back down again. I'm not thinking that this is going to be like a, a trendsetter, and we're going to get a really good match out of this, and then everything else is going to kind of keep going up. Either it goes down afterward, or it gets a slight bump up from this. But what do you guys think is going to end up happening here? Drew, is Miz retaining, or is Ziggler winning? I think Miz will retain. I think that... If Miz have, has any other shot of actually doing something with his, with his career, I think he's got to like have a, a good intercontinental championship reign, which is hard to say because every time we have a new intercontinental champion, we're like, oh no, he's gonna have a good reign, and then after it's four months, you know, we forget that he's champion. So I, I hope that uh, he has a good reign or something like that, or at least have some good feuds for the time being. Uh, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I I don't know if this will be match of the night, because I definitely know they're not going to give this the most time, but I will definitely be looking forward to this match the most, and I hope that they give this like maybe a good 10-12 to 12 minute spot. And I expect the Miz to win. I would like Ziggler to win, but that's just for fantasy league purposes. But aside from that, yeah, uh, that's about it. Sean, do you think Miz is going to retain, or is Ziggler going to win the title? He's busy watching Bourne, okay. Yeah, I think I think he's in his bathroom right now. <laughs> I think we lost him to Lovely Carter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to Sean then. Miguel, what do you think's happening here? Uh, I do think this is probably going to be one of the Steelers in this, in this uh, pay-per-view. It's either this or the Bray-Jericho uh, matchup. Um, I do agree also that this is probably going to be a showcase for both these guys. I think, I think this needs to be where Miz shows that he, he can really be the guy that the WWE runs with because they, they do see something in Miz. They do want him to be a bigger star for some reason. And I don't, I'm not worried as far as Ziggler because he, he always goes out there. He always goes out there and, you know, puts on a puts on a great matchup with anybody. I don't think the Miz is a bad worker. I just I think there's a lot of other issues with him that I think they need to iron out. I think these guys are are gonna go out there and have a, a great matchup on um a great matchup. I see this being the nine o'clock main event that usually comes out, and I see the Miz retaining. They just have a lot. They just have they have way too many plans with him. You know, there was the talk of them probably putting him with uh, Ric Flair. They gave him the figure four leg lock. So. They clearly have a direction they want to take Miz, and apparently that has the IC belt in it. So 
I see Miz moving on, and like I said, mostly just parroting what Mango said. And Peyton? Said. Yeah, I don't think Dolph Ziggler has too much of a chance in this. I think it's great that they show a little interest in him once in a while, and I really actually have a good feeling about this run for him. I think that there is going to be a bit of a future in the next coming months for Dolph Ziggler. But on this night, I see the Miz winning by hook or by crook. I mean, I would expect him to use some very heelish tendencies to get the victory. But I think they can go out there and have a very competitive match. I hope this is a night where a lot of people aren't as excited for these main events that we have on here, that some younger guys can steal the show. And these guys probably had the best opportunity to do so. So let's see what they got. And Sean, you all finished up there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, this is going to be one of the matches of the night. This is, if not, this is probably steal the show, I reckon. Okay, because it's Dolph Ziggler. Well, no. Well, yeah, I suppose they got to prove that they they can step up now with Alberto Del Rio leaving and CM Punk leaving. They need they need guys to prove themselves, and I reckon these two can do it. So also, who do you think? The Miz can. Who do you think's going to end up winning? The Miz is retaining. So pretty much everybody going with the Miz here? Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that. That'll end up getting me points in the Fantasy League. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to roll on here, and then the next part, we're going to talk about AJ Lee versus Paige. Divas Championship is on the line here. AJ Lee defends the title against Paige, her bestie slash frenemy slash bitch of a heel that she's feuding with right now. And I hate to say this, but... Paige is going to win the title here. I'm going to lose some points. I think that AJ winning the title was just kind of a temporary thing to get Paige to turn heel. Now that she has turned heel, she's the one that has the more momentum behind her. And AJ Lee doesn't really have all that much going on. I mean, they could keep the title on her, but what heel is going to end up facing her afterward? That's what's kind of confusing to me, so... Not that there's a whole lot of baby faces for Paige to go up against, but I kind of think that Paige is going to win here. And maybe AJ will win the title back. I don't know. Maybe that'll happen at Night of Champions, and they'll keep doing this back and forth between the two of them, kind of like what Lita and Trish did back in the day. Or maybe not. I don't know. But I'm going to go with Paige here. I'm not really too hesitant to get hyped up for this match. I think it's going to be a little bit of a disappointment. But it could be. And... It could easily not be, so this is sort of a wash for me. What do you guys think? Peyton, is Paige going to win the title back, or is AJ Lee holding on to it? I believe that this whole thing, just as you said, was to set up that title coming back to Paige, just to allow her to get a more legitimate victory over AJ than she did that first time. And now she'll be a two-time Divas champion in freaking her first few months. That'll be huge. Uh, this heel character is such a better fit for her. And I think in the long run, this story, the way it got built up to itself, is going to be for the best for the Divas division. Uh, going forward, it absolutely makes more sense to be on page. So it's really hard to think of it ending up any other way. Uh, I think it will be a great match. I think that these women are going to be on the biggest stage that they've ever fought for each other. And they're going to go out there and try to give the best performance they can because they're going to have to set the tone for what the Divas division is going to be like going forward. Sean, what do you think is happening here? Is a title change coming? Uh, I'm going to say the belt is going to stay on AJ. And it's going to be a no contest because Charlotte Flair is going to interrupt the match. And I don't particularly give a shit. Aha, Charlotte. I didn't even think about Charlotte. They might keep uh-huh. this on AJ just to 
start a Charlotte and AJ thing. Hmm. And Paige will probably go back to NXT. Which is a shame, because I like Paige. You want to lick that chicken, right? <laughs> I want to lick a chicken thighs. Oh, you boy. <laughs> Miguel, what do you think's happening? I think going forward, it's the best choice to uh, get the belt on Paige. As they say, um, there you get more heat with the babyface chasing the heel. And right now, AJ is just on fire right now. And you can say whether or not that's because of AJ or for her, you know, connection with CM Punk. But fans want to cheer for her. Like like uh, Peyton said, Paige is just better as a heel. And if they really want this feud to really kick into high gear, I think it's best to have her chase after Paige. Because right now the feud has been kind of meh, which I think is a big – I think is a kind of a letdown considering how big of a star AJ was when she left and how much hype uh, Paige has had. I think at this point, the feud really hasn't kicked up. I think once you get the belt on Paige and she can really chase after them, chase after her, I think is really where you're going to see this feud really get uh, catch its legs. And like I said, I, I see Paige getting the belt. Drew, you going on the same page here? Uh, <laughs> I get it. That finds <laughs> silly goose. Um, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go with the belt will stay on AJ and I think going forward it'll just be it'll just be a Page and AJ feud with others uh, wrestlers thrown in the middle at times to make it, to shake things up. So uh, I expect the match to be better than the one at the last pay-per-view and I expect AJ Lee to come out on top with that W though. So we're going to split here. Um curious to see what you guys think in the comments below. Tell us who you think is going to end up winning this match. And what the future is going to hold for the Divas division, too, because depending on who wins, you got to figure out who ends up challenging afterward, who might take the title off of that person, so on and so forth. So leave those comments below, and we are going to continue on here with Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose in Part 7. We've got ourselves a Lumberjack match coming out soon. Yes, a Lumberjack match, because out of all the things to pick, that's what Dean Ambrose chooses. We've discussed this a little bit before, that we don't have any idea why that makes any sense because Dean Ambrose is a loner and Seth Rollins is the only person to really gain anything out of this because there's a couple members of authority that could help out but yeah well you know it's fine it's better than just having a singles match I guess so this actually is one of the only other three matches of the night that I'm really interested in I talked about Miz and Dolph Ziggler and uh if I don't think that that's going to be the match of the night then I think that this will be the Lumberjack stipulation could get in the way, but I have faith that these two are going to pull out a good uh, good storyline. I think they're going to have a lot of intensity to the match. And whoever wins, I think this feud's still going to continue. And maybe they'll do it. Maybe not. I really, really hope that they do. I would love to see a Money in the Bank uh, t defense at Night of Champions. I think that that makes the most sense here. So if they go that route, I'm assuming that Dean Ambrose wins here and loses at Night of Champions. And I think that's the smartest way to go. Drew, your thoughts? Uh, I, I was looking forward to this matchup until the Lumberjack thing was added because I think it will just end in a no contest with everyone just brawling with each other. Because the last time that I recall, they re I recall them having a lumberjack match. It ended that way. Uh, the one before that, it ended that way. And the one before that, ended that way. So 
I I I don't want it to end it like that, but I do think it will. If I had to choose someone to win, I I'd go with uh, Ambrose as well. But I do not think it will end like that. I think it'll just be a no contest, and they'll have the actual payoff to the feud at out of champions or maybe not even that. Have this go on until Survivor Series. Miguel. Uh, this could really go either way. I mean, logic would dictate that sooner or later, I don't know, um, you've got the Lumberjack stipulation, so I feel like they're setting it up to where the fix might be in for for Dean Ambrose, and he ends up pulling it out at the end and, and winning. Plus, it would make sense if they are leading towards a matchup later on with the uh, Money in the Bank uh, title briefcase on the, with the Money in the Bank briefcase on the line that... Seth Rollins would go over on that one, but I'm in the same boat as Drew. I really want them to be there to be a definitive win. I, I have a feeling though the lumberjack stipulation might give them enough leeway to kind of skimp out on a win like they did last with the last pay-per-view. Uh, if I had a choice though, given the way it's set up, I, I'm gonna have to go with Dean Ambrose. I think the card is stacked up against him. It's it's going to seem like he's not gonna be able to pull it out. They're gonna give him the win. It, it, it makes sense. Honestly, though, with the way they're building up the Dean Ambrose storyline, I think you could keep having him lose matches and just keep doing what he's doing now, you know, stalking Seth Rollins and making his life miserable. You don't really need to have him get the, the inevitable win now. You can you can prolong it as well as uh, as long as you possibly can. But given the way things are set up, I'm, I'm going to go with the Dean Ambrose win. And I, I have a feeling that this matchup is not going to live up to its potential. I think the the, uh, the Lumberjack stipulation is going to get in the way too much. Do you think if that does get in the way too much, that they'll be able to make up for it later on with another match? Eventually, yeah. I, I do think these two guys, when you put them in the ring and no stipulations at all, these two guys are going to really put it, pull it out. But this is not the, a stipulation that works in their favor. Maybe like a ladder match stipulation might, but this is just going to be a mess, unfortunately. Hmm. Hayden, your thoughts? This has been a really oddly booked story. Uh, and, and I really don't know where you would go with something like this. I mean, a, a lumberjack match? I, neither of these guys particularly have many friends. And I, I just don't get why they thought this was a good route for this. I mean, these are guys who should be having some form of a street fight. They, they should be battling all over, not confined in the middle of 30 guys. I, I, I don't get that at all. Um it, it really doesn't matter who wins. I, I, I mean, you had Seth Rollins win the last one via forfeit, but then Dean Ambrose just beat him up a bunch. This is not going to be the last match, I would assume. There's no way you're going to get a decisive victory in a lumberjack match. That's not how you settle your feud. It's not for the briefcase. There's really no momentum for this whatsoever. I mean, Dean Ambrose poured popcorn and put JBL's hat in the briefcase. I need to see that settled. <laughs> And I never even nothing even came out of that. Like I never heard anything about like the authority having to give him a new contract or him having to like hose out his briefcase or whatever. It's just like ah, eh, nothing happened. Screw this. These guys could do better, but they're not winning me right now. They got they got a little bit to prove. Roman Reigns is supreme as the member of the Shield to stick out. So there. Agree or disagree, Sean? I I agree with everything. Well, the, the thing, the thing is, right? I, I don't like lumberjack matches, right? I don't see the point in them, right? Why not have a bog standard cage match if you don't want them legging it out of the ring? That's 
That's my logic mm -hmm. behind it. But yeah, I agree. The it should be a street fight or a no disqualification match or or something parking lot brawl or whatever they want to fucking call it. Wizard 2? I'd yeah, love a false count anywhere match. I haven't seen one of them in a long time. When was the fucking last one? I feel like I feel like we, there's been one recently, but we're just not looking just at it. Throw Seth Rollins into an ocean or something. <laughs> drown him like a drowned rat many years late. Wasn't there a... The, I remember the last one they had, didn't it end where someone took like a forklift? And like forklift the person back to the ring. Didn't that just happen recently? Yeah, wasn't that John Cena or something like that? That wasn't a false count anywhere match, was it? No, that was Daniel Bryan. Oh, that was like Extreme Rules match, I thought. Yeah, I thought that was just like a standard normal match. To the internet! <laughs> they were definitely battling backstage, so it couldn't have been a normal match. To Wigglepedia. It could have been. I am there, and it was an Extreme Rules match. Dun dun dun. Hmm. That was a thing. So, I agree with you guys. I think that this should have been some kind of a street fight or Hollywood backlot brawl or whatever the case may be. Um, maybe they'll do that for Night of Champions. Maybe this was their way of just stalling for one extra month. I don't know. But uh, I'm excited about it. Some guys are a little 50-50 on it, whatever. But um, we are going to continue on here, and we are going to talk about flag matches next. I forgot to pick my winner. Oh, go ahead. So, it? I'm going to go with Dean Ambrose. Really? Wow. He'll turn. What? I thought he was going to go with Seth Rollins there. No, he hates Seth Rollins now. No, Seth Rollins is going to have a match with um, Dean Ambrose for the money in the bank briefcase at the champions will win. Seth Rollins will win there? Yeah. And then maybe he'll come back to Team Walker? No, never going to happen. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm going to have the Roman Reigns. <laughs> Alrighty guys, SummerSlam's gonna continue on here. Jack Swagger versus Rusev in part eight. Flag match is the next thing that we are gonna talk about. Jack Swagger versus Rusev. I've gone on record many, many times of saying what I think should happen here and what I hope will happen, and that is Jack Swagger winning the fucking match, Rusev getting a little bit of a push down and being on the level of normal fucking people instead of winning every match and building himself up to an inevitable loss. I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see him... Now, I don't want to see him with the U.S. title because that's been a wasted opportunity that should have happened before the Jack Swagger feud. So I say cut your losses, have Rusev lose here. You can have him lose and not look humiliated and maybe even win at something with Knight of Champions and pick up a little bit of steam there, but this is Swagger's opportunity. Don't fuck it up. So, I think WWE is not going to do that, and they are going to fuck it up, and Rusev is going to win here, and I'll be pissed off. Peyton, do you think that's going to happen, or should we be a little bit more hopeful? I would believe that Rusev is probably going to lose this. I mean, he's hmm. not going to look bad in a loss because it's going to be a flag match. And Rusev doesn't deserve to win it because he doesn't know how to wave a damn flag. He's got to get those bees, dude. <laughs> Every time that he comes out there, there's, they just let these bees loose. And he's just like, oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you know bees like starches. So <laughs> go right after 
<laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Rusev gets the victory here, but with how the crowd has gotten behind Swagger and how he's lost all the other matches that's been in this, I, I think he won via like count out on one of them or something or DQ. I think he won via DQ on a main event match or something, but that doesn't really fucking matter. I, I, I would think this is the end of the 100% undefeated streak for Rusev. He's still going to be very protected. He's still going to win most of his matches, but I think this can be the humbling night for him and a good chance for, you know, America. People get all proud about America and shit. America. America. America and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Drew, who's winning? Rusev or Swagger? I think... I think I know who's going to win this match. And I think it's going to be Jack Swagger. And I'm very confident that he'll win this match. And, you know, when it comes to what's-his-face, the potato losing, I think people... You know, I think... Especially with what happened with Ryback, I think people are afraid for a monster heel like him to lose because he'll lose all steam. But that's just the internet for you. I think he would be just fine if he wins, loses here. So I have full confidence that uh, Jack Spiger will win. I'm looking forward to this, even though flag matches aren't that good. But I will. I'm looking forward to it. And I think the big JS. The reason, no, by the way, the reason why I think he will win is because they actually, he's actually won like five matches in a row, which is surprising the dick out of me. You got a new T-shirt this week too. I know it was it was red. It was the same T-shirt design, but it was like red, mm-hmm. right? It was yes. the same. Yeah, instead of being black and white, it was red, white, and blue. Yeah, I think the if you if he just needs to do one more thing, he needs to go back to the. His singlet he wore that was like red, white, and blue instead of like that black one he has now. As soon as – if he makes the appearance with that, I think uh, he's definitely going to win. So I, I have full confidence that Swagger will win this match. If he loses, he, he loses. He needs to bring back the push-ups. The push-ups. Like when he enters? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know what would be awesome if he brought back that robe the that eagle? he wore for um, – what was it, WrestleMania? When he won the Money in the Bank. He had that like – Apollo Creed kind of a robe going on. Real red, white, thought, blue and everything. I thought you were going to say bring back the eagle. Yeah, the swagger soaring eagle. Yeah. Let's fuck, bring it all back. And bring back the all-American, American, American, American thing. I think Bre- the eagle might be working with uh, Adam Rose, though, so that might be a no-go. There you go, next feud. The eagle versus the bee? Nah, the eagle versus the bunny. <laughs> well, the eagle would win, obviously. The bee wouldn't get a chance to come anywhere close to that because Rusev would just swat her out of the way. <laughs> you see how all our gimmicks kind of wrap into each other, people? <laughs> they do. Somehow this is going to tie into a potato. I don't know how, but it will. Yeah. So who do you think is happening here, Miguel? I think however this goes is going to dictate the direction that they're going to go with Rusev. If he wins, it's going to prove that they are serious about pushing him and they are going to push him forward. If he loses, I get the feeling that if he does lose, that it's going to be downhill from here. And the reason I say that is because WWE has this weird habit of as soon as they lose any sort of interest in you, they lose complete interest in you. And it's not so much that you get one loss and then you just, you know, try to build up from there. It's you lose and then you keep losing. And that's that's what worries me is is that that. They have put so much effort into Rusev. I would really hate to see them just all of a sudden stop. You know, and that's that's usually the case with WWE. If it was a situation where I could trust that if he if he lost, he'd be able to get back his steam like immediately after that, I'd be I'd be more than happy to see him lose because honestly, I do think you need to 
give the people at least a break from from the the uh, from the uh, the win streak. Especially if you do plan on doing something with him later down the line that's bigger, you do have to humanize him a little bit. But like I said, I, I don't want to see a guy like him start going on, on the downslope because I do think a, a monster heel like him could still get over. And you bring up Ryback, and that's a perfect example. That was a guy that I was huge behind. I was a big fan of his, and then he just fell off a cliff at, at one point, and it's really unfortunate. Um, with that in mind, though, given the, the gimmicky nature of this matchup, I could see a situation where Jack Swagger wins, but he's going to have to de- be demolished in the next pay-per-view. You know, he's going to really have to just grab that accolade in there and just like, you know, bend him in half, make him humble, as they say. So I know I'm probably going to lose points for this, but I'm going to I'm going to take the long shot. I'm going to go with with uh, Swagger. I, I do think that they have caught on with some steam and they're going to ride this out as much as they can with it with uh, Swagger. So I'm going with uh, Swagger victory. And Sean, what do you think is happening here? Is this going to be all American pride or are we going to be shut down again? This is going to be the most boring match in the fucking world. Oh, I agree. I think this matchup is going to be the stinker of the night. In the history of wrestling, this match is going to be the worst. <laughs> Wor- worse? Match Wait, worse than worse than the Trish Jackie Gata tag matchup? Because that was pretty bad. This is this match is going to be worse than the Great Carly versus Batista in a Punjabi prison match. Ooh. This match is going to be. Some big words there, sir. But yeah. As long as Jack Swagger takes the American flag and shove it up Rusev's asshole, I'll be happy. <laughs> That's not PG. Because fuck Rusev. I, ra- I would rather right? I would rather watch Sheamus versus Del Rio than have another Rusev match on a pay-per-view. Ouch. That's and... how much I hate this fucking gormless looking gnome. <laughs> Tell us how just you really give him feel. On my fucking television. Just give him the right back treatment. Just fucking flush him down the fucking toilet with the rest of the fishes. <laughs> well, Rusev, what a fucking prick. His entrance is too fucking long. His beard looks like a man. And <laughs> thunder thighs like. Thor called. He wants his fucking hammer back. So okay, you're... okay, I can I can understand hating Rusev, but don't you bring Lana into this? But yeah, Jack Swagger's winning. You better fucking win. I swear to God, if he doesn't fucking win, <laughs> if he doesn't win, you're just gonna be like, you know what? Fuck this pay per view. Where's that Lily Carter video? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Lily will be able to calm you down. <laughs> well, of course she's not gonna be able to calm you down. Of course. Uh, I'm gonna end this before we get worse off here. <laughs> Next up in part nine, Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. Stay tuned, everybody. Click on that next video. Part nine of 144, Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. Blah. I don't give a shit about this match. They should not have booked this as something that we should give a shit about. Randy Orton loses. It sucks. It's not as good as they expected it to be, and it drags down the middle of the pay-per-view. That's all I have to say about this. Hayden? This match can be as good as these guys want it to be. Roman Reigns has shown he's got the ability to go out there and have a decent match. And Randy Orton, I don't think people give enough credit for the ability of good matches he can have when he wants to. 
this can be an excellent 20 to 30 minute match, or it could be 15 minutes of headlocks. This could go either way. The winner is obvious. I'm pretty sure this is going to be just another stepping stone for Roman Reigns on his ascent to being the big guy of the company. The big guy. The big guy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I'm iffy on it, you know? I'm trying not to get too much expectations of it because it could go either way. And I'm just going to sit back, eat some pizza, and see where it goes. Some of that um, broccoli and meatball? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was creepy. Sean, what's happening here with Randy Orton and Roman Reigns? This is going to be a sleeper match. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't give a fuck. This match should be on Raw. But I'm going to go with Randy Orton to win. Any reason? Corporate Kane. Yeah, he could always interfere. Then again, he could always interfere and start a program with uh, Randy Orton. They were teasing that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then that would mean Kane would turn face. Well, he just got rid of his face. Maybe he wants to turn to a different one. Ha! Huh. The dashing king. <laughs> Miguel? I don't know. I think the big problem with this matchup is that it feels like we've seen it before. I mean, haven't they teased this matchup on Raw several times and it's either never paid off or it's been kind of just... It's gone for like a minute and then something bad has happened. Like, I, 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 it doesn't feel as special as I think people were expecting the matchup to happen, which was, uh, or which was, uh, uh, Reigns versus Triple H. I know that was talked about for a while now that that was probably going to end up happening at SummerSlam. And now we've got Orton versus Rain versus Reigns. And I don't know. To me, it just doesn't seem special. Uh, Orton to me doesn't seem like the big name that he is perceived as. I, I feel like, I feel like, like you said, this matchup could be a main event on Raw, but I just don't think it has enough meat behind it to be a co-main event, which I think they're really <laughs> banking on. <laughs> it's funny. I was actually thinking about it. I'm like, you know, if uh, Ryback put out a tweet against Roman Reigns, like, I've got a new move. It's called the Batman Punch. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Punch, but um, yeah, this matchup doesn't feel as special as I think they they expect it to be. I don't think it's gonna be a bad matchup. I'm gonna say it's gonna probably be in the middle. I think we're gonna get probably a mixture of you know good Randy Orton and headlock Randy Orton. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a pro- this is a showcase for Roman Reigns. He's gonna go over on this, and maybe it'll finally lead up to that Triple H Reigns matchup that I think in a way some of us really do want to see. I know I want to see it. But that's just me. Andrew, what do you think is happening? No, that was like one of the main reasons why SummerSlam was looking promising for a while was that Triple H and Reigns looked like a possibility. But now, I'm still into the Reigns and Orton feud. You know, I think you talked about, uh, Miguel, that it seems like it'd be fine for a main event overall. But remember, Reigns is being pushed as like the next big guy. Big guy! And Randy Orton, you know, he might not have done much, but he is the first WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And he was in the main event of WrestleMania. So I think this is a, a good uh, co-main uh, event for this pay-per-view. Uh, they might not have built it as much, but remember, for like five fucking weeks in a row, the main of, the main event of the Raw was a freaking Stephanie McMahon segment, so we know where their priorities are. I'm looking forward to this, and I do think a good match will come out of it. Also, Roman Reigns will win. 
Everybody going, Roman Reigns here for the most part. So tell us what you think is going to happen, and we are going to continue on. Part 10, Chris Jericho versus Bray Wyatt. Last match we talked about was Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns, one that I am not really that excited about, and we're going to do the same thing here. Chris Jericho versus Bray Wyatt, a match that I think sucked for the most part at the last pay-per-view, and the build-up has been just as bland, if not even more bland, this time around. And it's the same situation I said before, that they should not have done this match at Battleground. They should have waited until SummerSlam, because at the very least, what Battleground had going for it was we hadn't seen these two face off. Now we have, and it wasn't amazing. So this doesn't have a stipulation to it, other than the fact that the Wyatt family can't be ringside. Ooh, that's real fucking exciting. And I'm not begging to see a rematch between these two. Nothing is going to come out of this. There's nothing on the line. There's really no reason for me to be excited about it. So this will be in the middle of the night, and it'll slow the thing down, and it'll hurt the entire pay-per-view. And Bray Wyatt's going to end up winning. Again, that's all I have to say about this, and it should be so much better for something that they consider the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. What do you think, Miguel? I, I think it's just a matter of just clashing styles, and I, I, I think it's just a, a situation where maybe these guys just don't work well with their with their different uh, wrestling abilities. Uh, I'm not saying that in a bad way against Bray Wyatt or Chris Jericho. It's just some guys just don't gel. Uh, I do think it was a mistake to have these guys face each other at Battleground, or at least if they were going to do the standard single matchup at battleground, they really needed to gimmick this one up for the pay-per-view and the fact that they haven't, it just really makes the negatives pop out even more. And plus, honestly, as much as I like Jericho being back, it, it feels like he's just kind of, he, he smells more like a part-timer than any other wrestler I, I've seen come back. I mean, even Batista, you felt that there was more to him there than just, you know, Hey, I'm here to collect a paycheck. But with Jericho, He's just there. You you know he's just there to put over Bray Wyatt, and it's really distracting for me. Like, it really kind of takes me out of the whole feud. Having said that, though, I think this is going to be Bray's night. I think this is really going to showcase what he's capable of. Unless they plan on doing something more with him for Night of Champions, which I really don't want to see just because, like I said, I wasn't impressed with their Battleground matchup. But, I mean, this, this matchup has really got to deliver if they want me to care. And I'm going to call it right now. I think this is going to be your opening matchup. I think this is going to open up the pay-per-view. I can see it being an opener. Yeah, you're right. If not the Ziggler match or something, this could be something that they just sort of say, you know what, it's not worth that much. Start it off. Let's get it out of the way now. Yeah, I can see that happening. Sean, do you think uh, Jericho and Bray Wyatt can make up for Battleground not being that great? Or are they screwed? They're screwed. Good insight. If, it, if, if, if you're looking for insight, you've got no chance. I got <laughs> Bray right for a reason. But yeah, Bray's, Bray's winning, and he's going to be versing John Cena United Champions for the for the championship belt. Oh. Huh. They're going to bump him up like that? Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. You said John Cena as well. Oh, that kind of spoils what you think is going to happen at uh, the main event, but we're curious when we get down to that. Peyton? I don't care about this match. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have really hit all the major points on this. This should mean more. 
with Jericho being one of the biggest names of all time and Bray Wyatt being one of the biggest stars on the rise. They blew their load early. The past few weeks have been Bray Wyatt talking nonsense. He's lost his appeal to me. Chris Jericho is starting to look old, which sucks. But, you know, it's what happens as we age. This just is just another match on the card that, yeah, I'll watch and I may end up enjoying it, but I don't particularly hold any excitement going into it. What was it that Bray Wyatt was talking about this last week? Uh, crickets? Yeah, he was talking about his cricket about something. He's talking about crickets. <laughs> Not something you want to talk about given the excitement in your matches. And. <laughs> Oh, man, I was talking to Brother Cricket the other day, and he was telling me that the stars are aligning, and oh, shit, they're stardust. I'm stealing his gimmick, so, man, uh, heavy breathing, heavy breathing. Go watch our match. He really he really is the country version of the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I want to see him run down to the ring with a fucking lantern. <laughs> Be careful, it might burn out, that LED lantern he brings down to the ring. <laughs> Drew, do you think Wyatt's winning? Do you think Y2J's winning? Do you think that this just sucks ass? I don't know. I honestly don't know what I feel about this because after when Jericho came back, I was like, ah, Jericho! And now we're at SummerSlam and I'm just like, oh, it's, it's Jericho. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of depressing because Jericho's one of my favorites of all time. And Miguel's right. It just feels like Jericho's there definitely just to put him over... And knowing that going in, you you just know what's going to happen. That and also he's there to just collect the paycheck, it seems like. So I am don't know what I feel about it right now, but I definitely know that I'm not going to be 100% sold on this match. Uh, Bray Wyatt is going to be Bray Wyatt. And after this week, I'm going to hate him like I have all the other times. So, uh, yep, uh, Bray Wyatt is going to win, and Bray Wyatt still sucks ass. Yeah, I think what Drew was tr- was gonna uh, was trying to say is this will be a match. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, this uh, this will be a match. I guarantee you that much. A match I won't like, but a match nonetheless. Anything else anybody wants to throw out there? Yeah, this card is shit. <laughs> well, we still have two more matches on the card to talk about, so we'll see you in part eleven. Our secondary main event of this evening is going to be Stephanie McMahon facing off against Brie Bella because that's something that they've actually put a little bit of time and effort into investing in. Sadly, it's not going to turn out that great. Oh, man, I'm not looking forward to this result. Is there a chance that it could be good? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's been odder things that have happened. Great matches have sucked, and really shitty matches have turned out to be good. But... I have virtually no faith in this match. Um, I think this is going to be such a... I don't know if you want to say good example or a bad example of the shitty wrestling that can happen in the Divas division where Brie is going to be sitting there going, come on, the whole fucking time. They're going to be pulling each other's hair. They're going to be doing that stupid spot where the one of them jumps on top of the other one and tries to bang their head on the fucking mat, and it just looks fake as all hell. This is going to suck. And if the rumors are true that they're going to give this, like, 25 minutes, or whatever the case is, that is going to kill this pay-per-view. If it goes right before the main event, people are going to not give a shit about the main event. If it goes midway through the night, 
there's going to take like three matches afterward before people can get back into the swing of things. And those matches are going to suffer greatly, whether they're great matches like the potential of the Miz and Ziggler, or there's something like Roman Reigns and Randy Orton, especially if they have this match and the Randy Orton match and Randy Orton does a bunch of headlocks, they're going to destroy SummerSlam and nobody will fucking walk away from this pay-per-view giving a shit about anything that happens other than Brock Lesnar winning the title, if it happens. And that's not what you should do for your main event, and that's not what you should do for your second biggest pay-per-view of the year. So, I'm very pessimistic here. I hope I'm proven wrong. And if I am proven wrong, then next week when we do our review, I will happily admit that I was wrong, but... I'm thinking Brie Bell wins here in a god-awful waste of time of a match. Sean? Yeah. This match is going to be, be wrestling 101. It's going to be high-flying all over the place and shit? Oh, yeah. It's going to be flippy yeah, flips Bree's, all over the place. Brie's going to lose. Why do you think Brie's losing? Nikki's gonna fuck her over. Uh, he'll turn for Nikki? Mm-hmm. That could happen. Oh, oh, man. And then Nikki versus AJ for the knockout belt. <laughs> knockout belt? Divas. Oh, see, this fucking car's fucking fried my brain. Divas belt. Mm. <laughs> it's so bad, it's blending into TNA territory. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Knockouts Championship is probably be a better match anyway. It's like, Sean, what do you think about AJ Styles versus uh, John Cena? <laughs> I would actually watch that. I would think that that would suck, but... <laughs> Drew, what's happening here? Stephanie, Brie, blah. Blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, the past few weeks I've said I'm, I'm, I'm going to be into the to the... Feud, but once we get into SummerSlam, I'm gonna be dreading every second of this match. And now we're almost there, and I'm gonna really hate this match because it's gonna be terrible. And I hopefully it doesn't go 25 minutes. I don't think I could sit on the toilet for 25 minutes. If that's the case, I don't want to do that. So to be young again. To be young again. I know. <laughs> so yeah, when you a couple of years talk to us, then. <laughs> 25 minutes on the toilet sounds actually like fucking uh, fun compared to some of these. I don't think I could. I don't think I could do that. I think you might develop hemorrhoids. Well, anyway, the porn stars chat was weird. This is, <laughs> this is the uh, you know how fun is it to take a dump for 20 minutes? Anyways, <laughs> anyways, some, uh, this match it's a it's a match. I'm going to go with the, the big dog, the big woman, Stephanie McMahon. I think she's going to pull out this W, and I think Nikki will get involved, and uh, he'll turn. As per usual. He'll turn for Nikki. So, yep, uh, I'm going to really dread this match. If it, if I'm if I'm like Mango, if it turns out to be a good match, then I will uh, gladly apologize for saying it, it's shit. But... Takes one to no one, and shit is shitty. So, all I'm saying is I am not looking forward to this. Miguel, what do you think's happening? Is Brie going to end up getting the win, or is Stephanie going to fuck her over? Ha <laughs> ha, Stephanie McMahon with the big dogs. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, this I'm actually going to flip the script on a, a famous quote that Drew likes to say. This is not going to be a matchup. I think this is going to be just gimmicked like crazy. 
I think they're going to have to pull out all the, the creative stops to get this match going because I don't see these two actually getting in the ring together. I think you might see the occasional hair pull, maybe maybe a, a snapmare here or there, but I, I don't see this being any sort of actual athletic competition. I think you're going to see a lot of... You're going to see some type of like rule break, rule changing, maybe send out some surrogates to, to wrestle her and soften uh, Brie up. I do see Stephanie McMahon going over. If if the if the plan is to turn Nikki heel, fine. I really don't like that idea because the only place you can go is Nikki versus Brie, and I think that whole just you know sister versus sister, brother versus brother story arc is so cliched and lame. I just I I'm not a big fan of that angle, and I have no interest in seeing Nikki and Brie face each other at all. At, at, there's there's nothing there for me. So. I would love to see Brie go over, just because given how much they've screwed over her and Brian, I'd love to see there be a payoff. But it would not shock me if there is none, and they just give the win to Stephanie. So I'm going to go with Stephanie on this one. I'm actually more excited to see what type of ring attire Stephanie's going to be wearing there, but that's just me. He's going to wear Michael Cole's singlet. Hopefully. The carrot top? (laughs) Jesus. Peyton... What's happening here? Are we going to get a heel turn? Or is it just going to be one of those standard things where Bree gets her comeuppance? Uh, not Bree gets her comeuppance. Bree gets vengeance, and then that's the end. I would expect this match to be very overbooked. And I would think in a good way. I think that they want to put a lot of effort into this. They want to make this as good as it can be. Not good in the standards of, like, Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit or anything like that. I'm talking more like this is going to be a fun match. I would expect this to be something closer to like uh, Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather. Something that we just think is going to be stupid because it's got this non-wrestler in it, but they're going to find a way to make it be a fun time. I would expect other people to be involved. I would expect to be there a lot of shenanigans, but I think it's going to be a good time. I, I think people should give it a chance. I mean, we've seen how much the crowd has gotten into these segments that they've done week to week. The one this past week fell kind of flat but whatever you can't hit it every week and i i think people are letting that cloud their minds too much and they're forgetting how much people got into this i wouldn't be surprised if this is the match that the crowd comes unglued for the most throughout the night except for maybe the main event but this would probably be the next one that i can see the crowd being the most invested to throughout the entire thing okie dokie guys main event coming up next part 12 see you there Main event of this evening is Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. Man, by this point, not just on this episode of Smack Talk, but on this pay-per-view as well, I'm, like, fucking spent. It's not that it's so exciting or whatever, it's just that there's some matches that are going to weigh me down, and I'm not super-duper thrilled about this. I am very much more interested in it now, after this past week, than I was before. I think that they did a better job this week building it up than they did everything up until last week but i'm only interested in the outcome if brock lesnar wins interesting what's going to happen with the title if he doesn't interesting what's going to happen with the title the match itself might not be that great i do really like their match at extreme rules so maybe they mesh well together and maybe that'll be cool but that was also a no disqualification match and as far as i know this isn't so there's potential here but there's also potential for it to not live up to the hype and i'm gonna try to hold my reservations and not get too excited that maybe maybe i'll enjoy it a little bit better but i'm gonna go with brock lesnar winning here i don't think that it'll be 
anything crazy that'll happen. I think he'll just flat out win. And I don't think we're seeing any kind of a cash-in. I don't see anything happening like uh, any heel turns or anything like that. I think that we're just getting a standard Brock Lesnar is the new champion. And here's the new belt on Monday Night Raw. Payton? Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Um, I, I'm a little more optimistic about the quality of the match. I think these are both professionals uh, in the main event scene going in there. And I think they realize the magnitude of this match. I mean, this is a very important time for that title being transitioned into a new look um, <clears throat> coming off of all this turmoil, turmoil that has happened with it the last year. Like we really need someone who's going to be a solid champion reigning out through this year. And this is the stage that you're going to set it at. Uh it, you know, they had weapons last time. I don't think they need the weapons, though. I, I think they could still make this match feel like a fight without weapons. And I think that's something the two of them will be very good at. You know, these are not strangers to throw in their fists or getting down and dirty during a match, even when the rules are not made up that way. So I think in the end, Lesnar will get the victory, probably three F5s just for good measure. And he'll stand tall with the title. And where it goes from there, I have no freaking clue, but I'll be watching. John, this is this is how I think this is going to be played. Right? I think this is like the best idea ever, so it's probably not going to happen. But just before Brock Lesnar gets gets the pin, he, he he hits the F5 as per usual, but then the lights go out. We hear the three dongs. <laughs> Undertaker comes out to, onto the ramp. John Cena gets up, FU's Brock Lesnar, one, two, three, sets up Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. Hmm. Hmm. I'd be up for seeing that, if he could do it. Be nice to see Undertaker wrestle something other than WrestleMania for a change. But he wrestled on that SmackDown once. That's true. Um, Keyword is once. You know, because Brock Lesnar keeps saying, I'm just the one who beat the streak on, you know? I just think it's just going to be there going, yeah, I'm going to fuck you. Bend you over backwards. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you. Yeah. That way yeah. then Brock Lesnar could still be part-time. and Undertaker could be part-time. And John Cena could be the face of the company. and See, it just fits in a neat little package. But no one WWE, it probably won't. And probably Brock Lesnar will probably fucking win. Drew, you think this is going to be a Lesnar win? I only got one sound to make. Ba, ba, da, ba. I think Cena's gonna win here, and I might be, and not the way Sean says it, because even though that sounds awesome, it's never gonna fucking happen. But I have, I don't have much confidence that they'll put the title on Lesnar, just from the standpoint that he's not gonna show up. He's not gonna be like The Rock, who at least when he was champion, he showed up every other week. Brock Lesnar only showed up once, twice going into this, and he took two weeks off in between. I have, and I don't want to deal with that. To be fair, so did John Cena. John, yeah, except John Cena was there for the most part for the past four years. Last time I checked, Brock Lesnar shows takes two months off at between pay per views. I just don't, I just don't see the point in Brock Lesnar being the champion. It doesn't change the title. I, I would now if, and also if he was going to be champion for a long time. I don't want that. I just think it makes more sense for Cena to win. Brock Lesnar throws a hissy fit because, hey, it's Super Cena, by the way. Cena will get up from 3F5s just to get up from 3F5s. This is 
one up everyone. All, that's all I'm saying. Cena's gonna win. Lesnar's gonna get pissed off. Just beat the shit out of Cena. Cena, break his arm just for the hell of it because you know it. He could break arms and then have Seth Rollins comes out. Bam, we have a new champion. That's what we do going forward. I'd rather see that than deal with Brock Lesnar as a champion. And also, they didn't build this matchup enough, to my opinion. If they're going to make it so Brock Lesnar is going to win the title, which I do think will happen, but I think but I'm going to just say John Cena is going to win just to say it, they should have built this up as a big fucking deal. Brock Lesnar is like the biggest badass in the company. He has one of the most mainstream appeals other than The Rock and maybe Cena himself. So I think these guys should have gone on talk shows, done like like press conferences like they would before MMA fights. Or maybe even throw a fake fight at one of these press conferences. Something that like get appeal to it. They they never showed up. Cena was shooting a movie. And I just don't think it will be a good match as well. So at the end of the day, I am not looking forward to this. Brock Lesnar will most likely win. And then I'm going to be pissy for the next couple months. Because I don't want to see the not champion show up for the next couple months. And lastly, round us out here, Miguel. What do you think is happening? We're going to get a new champion, or is John Cena sticking on there? I think you have to have a new champion if it's going to be Brock Lesnar. I mean, the guy ended the Undertaker streak. That's not something you can take lightly. You can't have somebody like that have that big of a win under his belt just to lose to John Cena. I mean, I know a lot of guys have probably lost to John Cena when it seemed like they were on, you know, the high road, but this is different. You, you gotta keep running with this you know when when brock lesnar actually loses it's got to mean something more than just a regular championship match against you know the top guy it, it just i i don't think you can in this case you can't give the fans what you think they want you you gotta keep it going with with brock lesnar and i think they can be creative i, I think there's enough talent in the other car, undercard to where you could probably build the next few months on number one contender matches towards a matchup with brock lesnar you don't have to have the champion in the in the in the main event slot. I mean, I mean, Christ, look at when CM Punk was the champ. Very rarely did he ever main event a pay per view. You, you don't have to have the the, the champion be doing um, the actual belt be doing something major in that regard. So I think you can get away with having Brock Lesnar off TV for a certain amount of time. I mean, I'm sure they're probably going to have to. Um, renegotiate something to where he makes some more appearances, maybe give him some more money, but they'll they'll pull it off. Um, let me see what else was I gonna say. I think that's basically it. I think you there's no other choice. You you gotta put the belt on Brock Lesnar because if you don't, if it just goes to where Cena's the champ, even or even Seth Rollins, there's not much play. There, there's not much you can go in terms of that. You know, you can't just slot another number one contender into there with Cena, no one's going to care. And and even with Seth Rollins into there, I mean, are you really going to pull the trigger on that now? I, I don't think so. Not yet. Not with the Dean Ambrose storyline still going on. I think if Seth Rollins is ever going to get that belt, it's got to be after he finishes with Dean Ambrose. You know, I, I you can't have those two congruent storylines unless you plan on giving Ambrose the belt, which I think it's way too early for him. So I think the only other option, whether or not you want to say they wrote themselves into a corner or not, is Brock Lesnar. Hey, Miguel, I want to say one thing. Uh, when uh, CM Punk was not main eventing as champion, uh, who was main eventing instead during all those pay-per-views? John Cena. So there you go. See, So Cena will win this match because he main events, and that's why. Yeah, but he doesn't need the belt to main event. Nah, but why not give it to Cena? It's Super Cena. 
it makes sense. And also, Cena never got the shot to face The Undertaker. So they could just play that up as well. Okay, You don't know. Cena was probably going to beat the streak anyways at one point if Brock Lesnar didn't beat it. The so, internet would have imploded on itself if that was the case. I think WWE is smart enough to not have that happen. I would. I don't care. It's not that big of a deal if Cena would have won to beat the streak. It's that, I don't think that's a big a deal. I think people were more shitty when Brock Lesnar broke the streak than if Cena were to ever. Because everyone knows Cena was, would have broke it. No one had thought that Brock Lesnar had any shot at beating the streak. But I guess that's just, that's just the beauty to it all. Maybe it was so shocking because no one actually expects things nowadays. Hmm. Well, that is SummerSlam from our perspectives, everybody. Make sure you leave those comments below. Tell us what you think is happening, what you hope is happening, and what you really hope does not happen. We have one more thing that we're going to do on this episode, and that is to break down what's going on in the Fantasy League. And then we'll be saying, see you later. Last bit of business to take care of. Fantasy League. So, Peyton, give us a little rundown of what's going on. Well, as we head into SummerSlam, that means we are coming to the close of the fourth session of this year's Fantasy League, which means we're about a third of the way throughout the entire season. And things sit as such going into SummerSlam. In last place is Tony's Tykes with 356 points, making the rally, but still hasn't quite caught up and gotten out of that last place spot. In fifth place is Steven Huego's Team Thoner. With 421 points, one more point than they probably want. Well, I'm sure they want much more points than that, but yeah. In fourth place, Drew White's The Drew Crew with 473 points. Third place, Miguel Leon's Team Best for Business with 556. Second place, Sean Walker's, uh, what's your new team name? Midnight Slammers. The Midnight Slammers. <laughs> Sean Walker's Midnight Slammers with 591 points and my team next gen still sitting pretty in first place with 771 points and we plan on sticking there as Brock Lesnar goes into SummerSlam so that brings us to the second part of what we do here which is substitutions as we go into this the waiver wire actually has myself sitting in first place though I got to say, I really don't know if there's anyone I would want to drop from my team. Cesaro ain't doing as good as he was at one point, but I think he's going to rebound very soon. Same goes for Bo Dallas. They seem to have dropped that undefeated streak, which is fine. Let him take a couple losses. I think he's still going to be someone doing something in the next number of months. Stardust get them damn tag titles already. But whatever. I'm expecting title victories for Brock Lesnar and Page this Sunday, so I believe I will stay there. Next on the list would be Steven Juego, who's not here, has not written to me at all. So that would next go to Drew White. Drew, what you looking to do? I'm looking to not Scooby-Doo, but to drop Xavier Woods and pick up Eric Rowan. Hmm. Interesting indeed. All right. Well, that brings it to Miguel Leon. Anything you're interested in doing this week, Miguel? Nope, I just picked up Brie Bella, so I'm good to go. Everybody else is is keeping me on easy street right now. All right. Tony, you're next. Mm, I'm tempted to drop Kofi Kingston, but I'll I'll stick it out. Interesting. Risky, but all right. Sean Walker, anything you're interested in doing? Uh, Yeah, I'll drop um, Fandango for Curtis Axel, please. (laughs) Okay. Really? Wow. Interesting choice. Why Curtis Axel? Because he's the better of the two. 
Okay. Yeah, but the, he still loses matches with Rybaxel, so you'd still be losing points. Eh, future champs, guaranteed. Alright. We're, we're gonna be eating those words if that happens, so... We'll, we'll I don't see. mind. That, that'll kick me up into second place. <laughs> Alright, well, with that, that's gonna conclude our uh, work. Uh, What's up, Drew? You got something else you wanna do? Yeah, I want to kind of please see something else that's too... Uh, I guess unless Miguel or Tony wants to do anything. I'm good. Nah. Keeping it. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and drop Eric Rowan and pick up uh, the Rosebud, Adam Rose. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh! Miguel sounds hurt. He's like, oh. <laughs> no, I, I I didn't think of that, but that's not a bad choice. I'm, I'm actually surprised Tony didn't drop Kofi and pick up Adam Rose. I don't see much going on for Adam Rose. Okay. Yeah, he's Mr. Commercials now. Yeah. Unless right. you get points for uh, product placement. Yeah, you get appearance points. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get much. Nah. Can I pick up the B? That is a real question. No. I'd pick her up. I'd pick her up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for uh, for all the stuff we're going to do going into SummerSlam for the Fantasy League. To pay attention to the latest scores and anything else going on with it, pay attention to KeepingKFabe.com or the official Keeping Kayfabe Facebook or Twitter pages. Okay, guys, plug time. Woo! First Drew. Oh, well then. Um, This might be the last Mac talk for a while for the Drew crew. Drew crew's going off to college because, you know, being a man apparently requires going places. So, What you studying? Uh, I Right now I have business management, but I'm probably not going to keep that. I'm going to really just, just explore what I want to see during that first year. Uh, I do have a few things on my plate that I want to try first, and I'm going to see what I really want. But uh, I will Wait, be man. missed. Yeah, I was going to make the same joke. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I will miss everyone here, all of your beautiful faces, even Sean's, even though you hate my team, and I, I still love you. Uh, i like to thank everyone for uh, being so cool over the past year and a half. And until next time, Drew Crew will be living on through the spirit of not the spirit of Eddie Guerrero, but the spirit of Sean Walker's dreams. Drew Crew out. <laughs> Struggling to figure out the end of that, right? We're replacing oh. you with Chris Jester. Oh, no. Uh. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, um, I will I will try to be back. It, it just depends on my situation at school. I got roommates now, and they're probably are not going to be pleased with me talking about porn stars wrestling and make weird fucking sounds when we're off camera at two o'clock in the morning, so they might. They might. I bet the dead sticks suck. I don't think us. <laughs> and so until until, until oh, we flustered them. Whoops. <laughs> I said one of his trigger words. So. Until until next time, guys. I'll I'll miss everyone here. Stay golden, pony boy. And any other quote that requires one leaving. We'll miss you too, Drew. Thank you for being a part of this for such a long time, man. Sincerely, You're not going to have Drew White to kick around. <laughs> sincerely, dude, you are a great part of the show, and I hope that you're able to find the time to do it as often as possible. Yeah, it should, I'm hoping it's only just a few weeks of... I just need that few weeks, you know. I just got to disappear for a month like CM Punk. I'll be back, though. I'm not going to kick the can forever. I'm not retired, as one might say. You'll just spend the next couple of weeks preparing your roommates for, like, listen, this is what the show's about. It might not seem like it. <laughs> I'm talking really about fucking, fucking awesome. potatoes and stuff. <laughs> but it's really <laughs> fucking awesome. 
Potatoes uh, and Porn Stars. That sounds like a great podcast. That's, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going to be the follow-up to Sand and Snow. That's a weird, like, duo pack. Potatoes <laughs> and Porn Stars. Uh, all right. Sean, anything you want to throw out there? Check previous episode for recent plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't in one of the recent episodes you plug AIDS or something? That was, that was like several episodes ago. Oh, okay. Well, don't look at that one, folks. <laughs> see, see the live episode where I where I plugged my Pornhub channel. <laughs> but yeah, um, how long do we have to wait before Drew is inactive before we can start taking part as team? Like a month? Three months. All right, cool. I'll be back. Before, don't worry. I'll make sure I'll be back before then. Eventually, Sean. I have first dibs on Seth Rollins, yeah? No, you fucking hate him. You can't I got first dibs on Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, I have first dibs on Sheamus. <laughs> oh, lucky you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Miguel, plugs. Uh, If you guys like listening to people talk about movies, check out the Untitled Movie Show. Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock on blogtalkradio.com. Uh, we recently did a tribute show for Robin Williams for our most recent episode. Um, most of our episodes are just news-based, though, but we, we felt it necessary to, to do that. So check out our, our last uh, episode we did, and uh, keep checking in for uh, future episodes. Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock on blogtalkradio.com, the Untitled Movie Show. And I am planning in the near future to start a Twitter account for the show. Um, I really got to kick it into high gear and really start promoting it myself. So look into that. I'll definitely be plugging that once I get that up and running. But that's something I've got planned down in the cards. Woo. And Peyton. All right, folks. If you enjoyed listening to us banter about wrestling and not wrestling, <laughs> you can hear us every single Monday night following Raw on MegapowersRadio.com for our Raw post show. The most interactive post-Raw experience available. We'll have the chat room always running with lots of awesome fans chatting with each other. Two conversations at once. Or if you're feeling a little ballsy, you can call in on our cell phone line or whatever kind of phone it is. It doesn't really fucking matter, I guess. Telephone call in on. <laughs> Call in on the phone line, chat to us directly. It's lots of fun every single Monday night. And lots of other programming goes on megapowersradio.com as well. If you feel like having something thrown into your ear, most notably the Daceman Show just had a special guest on this very evening. The creators of the Default Dan Indie Game. Really frustratingly awesome game where everything is backwards. You want to grab that coin? No, it's going to kill you. Jump down that hole? It's going to kill you, right? Nope. It brings you into some sort of teleportation. It's fucking wacky. Anyway, check that all out. Megapowersradio.com Okie dokie, everybody. This is it for 144. 145 next week is going to be reviewing everything that happens on uh, SummerSlam. And then we're going to start moving into some special features. So if you guys any have any suggestions of what you'd like to see for episode 146, 147, and 148, which is going to be the monthly mailbag most likely as well, send in those suggestions and we will take those into account for the next couple of weeks. And then we'll get into Night of Champions after that. Blah, 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 blah. You know how this goes by now. Thank you to everybody on the panel this evening. Thank you to those listening. And we will see you next week. This has been another Smart Out Moment. And we're being counted out. Introducing Alberto Del Outro's personal re- re- announcer, Ricardo Rod Outro.
Did I don't speak Spanish, but I'm an Asunosan anyways. Yes. Alberto. That's a good one, Scar, really quickly. This is an outro. This is going to be shitty, but I don't give a fuck because it is a drill crew. And now time for the racist jokes. I'm not Mexican. <laughs> I'm not Mexican. <laughs> but I know how to say a few things about Mexico. This doesn't sound like Del Rio. And now Del Rio doesn't have a job. Clean that plate, Del Rio. Don't smack me in the face. Take a joke. And go move the lawn. Da, na, 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 na. Mexican stereotypes. Home Depot. <laughs> 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 I am officially offended.